the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. And the watch this is thank you to NIL. Well, well, well. He's finally back. We're back. It's been a while. How's everyone doing? Have we missed anything? I don't know. Mike, have we missed? I don't think we missed anything, right? Nothing really has no, happened. No, no, not it doesn't, really. not, it not, I mean, certain fall guys, it doesn't matter. Nothing nice. else matters in life except fall guys. Eyes on the crown, baby. Eyes on the crown. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back. We're naming this podcast. Yeah, it's been a while. It's uh, summer's, you know, I think one of those, uh, we'll figure out a better cadence moving forward. But your boy also got sick for like a whole week. It's horrible. I just wish um, you get vaccinated, Kyle. I just wish yeah, you get yeah, vaccinated. You know me, yeah, staunch anti-vaccine. <laughs> no, I'm well on that, but yeah, it's uh, whatever variant's going around now, not fun. So stay uh, stay diligent out there, folks. Uh, yeah, because it's it's it was not fun. But we're back. We we have recovered. There's never a concern about that. We have recovered. Wife and kid were definitely sick though too. It's also like it just prolonged. It's been like a two week whole thing. So, but we're happy to be here. This is like our our nice little protected space for for the next hour. This is so. our safe space. Our safe space. Right, exactly. For about the next hour or two, uh, just get more pumped up for college football because uh, we did the math, uh, crunched some big numbers. Uh, it took a while, but uh, I think we have about six Saturdays of non-college football, <laughs> and then college football. I think that's what it's come down to. So. What we have for you today, the, the main, the meat and potatoes, to speak, of this uh, discussion today, as Mike likes to call it, the six sexy things, but it's mainly just yeah. gonna be six things from each of us that we are, you know, storylines, just general things, a bunch of honorable mentions at the end, of course, but just kind of our six from each of us about uh, just kind of what we're looking forward to the most as we get closer. And then I think we'll probably have like a little countdown, you know, we'll have different things, you know, moving oh, yeah. forward every week. Um, you know, especially once like depth charts are released too, that's going to be interesting. Um, and then eventually like, you know, probably the week leading up, like once more betting lines are released, maybe we'll have to get our resident gambler in here to, uh, to break down some, uh, some odds. Hey, listen, I I hate hyping him up, but the boy has been on a heater. (laughs) A lot of green in that man's betting bait role. Right. And that probably ends as soon as this podcast drops now, but nonetheless, like I said, (laughs) Name of podcast. So, um, you know, maybe people are joining in for the first time. We are a college sports centered podcast. If you can't figure that out, um, we like to dabble in just the nonsense that is the NIL era. Because that's really what it is, right? It's just like when you have C and AD. We are now kind of in that time zone. Like college football, especially this year, 2022, is, and with all the realignment talk that we'll very, very briefly touch on. Um, it, the days of our old of, of your father's college football or just even the college football that we love. He, I, I, as I'll say, our grandfather, Heath's college football, those days are over, you know, mm-hmm. it's just the amount of change that's going on. Uh, it's crazy. So we are here to at least try to break it down. Uh, we tend to try to get experts on here, right. To, to talk more eloquently and intelligently about NIL and more just like kind of the, like the repercussions and just the overall, like, you know, the circumstances really what, what's at stake here with NIL. Right. And there's a lot, and we've seen a bunch of crazy shit already happen and there's going to be a lot more crazy shit that happens. And let me tell you, we are here for it. We're here for all of it. I was setting you up there, Mike. Nothing. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nothing? 
I thought you were just gonna go into the next thing. <laughs> we're a little rusty. Like I said, take, took the last few weeks off, but we're here to just do a little soft. Listen, I was just sitting here nodding and agreeing. I, I did. I, I don't have anything extra to add to that, Kyle. We just don't talk about college baseball. <laughs> if you're here for college baseball, you found the wrong podcast. We'll tweet out the occasional clip. Follow us on Twitter at Name Image Podcast or is it Name Image Pod. I think it's just Name Image Pod. Um, took a lot of work to get that um, fired up. We're still working on getting, you know, some sort of cadence for our Twitter account as well. Uh, yeah, at Name Image Pod. Um, lots of retweets. It really, like you know, especially during the season, we'll be tweeting a lot about the oh, games yeah. and stuff like that. But it's a great way to like re- we follow lots of people who are deep in the NIL game. Just to, if you're interested in learning more about how it all works, because uh, it is pretty fascinating. It's more than just you know on the surface it does just look like X player gets paid by X booster. Like sure, but we're already seeing some shit go down. Like I know like um, Addison, you know the the he was like the big name right who went from Pittsburgh to usc there's already a report that he's pissed because like the money hasn't showed up yet and weird. it's funny because right weird um from usc the money hasn't showed up and on one hand i'm like yeah that's probably smart on whoever offered the money to be like yeah like it's gonna you're gonna have to at least like play first right. like right you know but it just shows that there wasn't a whole lot of planning involved uh and there probably needs to be a little bit more structure and people who know what's going on maybe some lawyers involved as much as we right. You know, maybe we're anti-lawyer, maybe we're not. Who knows? Hey, um, we're, we're pro. This is a pro-lawyer podcast, Kyle, because we listen, we called our shot at the very beginning of this bad boy. The, these kids are going to end up getting screwed if there's not some sort of structure because, like you just said with Addison, I'm sure that right. if he goes through the fine print in that contract, it's like, one, he probably gets it in installments, and then, two, it's probably like this doesn't get paid out until after the 2022 season, 2022, 2022, 2022 season. How many kids do you think are going to get bamboozled by just like verbal agreements, you know? But that's what I mean. Like it, it, that's my main point is like these kids, these kids are not in a position to negotiate these deals on their own. Unless there are, there's a lot of handful of kids who are very diligent and can, and can, you know, work these things out. But Addison probably was just seeing dollar signs and he was like, all right, yeah, great. Perfect. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. Oh, do I have to sign anything? Like, where do I sign? Okay. Sign. Perfect. And then if you read the fine print, it's like after the season or it's installments or it's, you know, we're going to pay you every two weeks. We're going to break it down in increments, like something like, because if he's vocalizing, he's upset. The money's not there. I don't know what he expected. Like the money just to show up at, you know, on his front porch the day that he signed it. Like, I don't know what he expected. Right. So anyways, we're here to break that stuff down, right? There's going to be, and, and, and that might even be a little spoiler, like something I'm looking forward to, um, you know, the upcoming season. We, it's just, we, we know, we know the stories of things breaking down, baby. That's, that's, <laughs> breaking down. Kyle's not um, here to support the NIL athlete. Kyle's here to watch them burn out and fall from grace tremendously and then dissect that part of it. Listen, I've made a complete 180 to where I didn't, when I was in college, I didn't want athletes to get paid because i'm like you know what they're get, like look at me i have to take out all these loans to pay for college listen you know, I, it, I, I, I've, I I've made the complete 180 i am Kyle, absolutely Kyle, if you could if you could if you could dunk or you were wet from three or you had the the hands of randy moss and could run like a four four you didn't have to pay for your college you just weren't athletic it's all it was it's yeah. not it's not you know anybody else's fault you yeah. broke your arm you broke your arm you could have been that guy you Stunted broke my arm. growth big time big time <laughs> I blame my parents' divorce for me not being athletic. <laughs> <laughs> it all just, any problem I have, I just or, tell them. That yeah, this, this podcast just turned into therapy. Welcome to Name Image Therapy. <laughs> Kyle's right. gonna divulge his where it all went wrong. Yes, <laughs> let me let me tell you. 
but no, so here we are. Um, let's break down a little bit of news. <laughs> this, yes. Okay, so so like we said, did we miss anything? Yeah, like, awesome. and I'm kind of happy that we were kind of on a little bit of a break during this whole realignment discussion because here, here's my two cents. Not that anybody really cares that much. Um, I don't care. I uh, here's here's the thing, and I'll go on a little rant. I don't care about college realignment. It's gonna happen regardless. Sure. So it's one of those things where it's just like, it is what it is. Like, if that's what's going to, if USC and UCLA are going to join the Big Ten, so right. be it. You know, it, it, like, it's it, there's no point in sitting there and just being like, oh, well, this is ruining college football. It's like, it, the Big Ten's been expanding ever since I've been born. You know, Penn State well, didn't even used to be in the Big Ten. You no. know, and look at where we're at now. We have the shit schools like Maryland and Rutgers. At least USC and UCLA gives me a reason to go back to Southern right. California to visit my family every year and, and catch a game at the Rose Bowl. Like, oh, dude, hell absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, it, and it's it's you just touched on it there. I I see where the traditionalists are coming from. Why they're upset, right? Yeah, because it, it's it does suck. Try, but it, but it, yeah. But you also you also said at the beginning of you that the beginning of your spiel and the end of the spiel, you pretty much summed up the, the entirety of where this thing is going, right? Because before people forget, like conference realignment isn't a new thing. Now in the scale that it's happening now, where everybody just seems to abandon ship. Yes, this is a little bit of a fire sale. It's a little bit drastic, but. This has been happening, and so now all we're seeing is we're just—it's resetting. We're just hitting the reset button, and we're gonna—the chips are gonna fall where they may in the next few years, and then we're probably gonna be set up for the time being for you know the next five, ten years until the inevitable super conferences come come to play. But to your point, this has happened before. Like you said, the Big Ten's been ever expanding. Fucking San Diego, San Diego State yeah. used to be part of the Big East for a little bit. People forget that part. San Diego State used to travel over to the East Coast all the time to be in the Big East. I, I, I traditionalists, I get it. We're kind of we're kind of you know ruining the the traditional rivalries. But on the other side of the fence, we're gonna get new rivalries. We're gonna get you know maybe maybe it's Spartan versus Trojan, the the showdown of the Coliseum, whatever dumb fucking token name you want to give it. We're gonna get more of that. And in all reality, if you're if you're a college football like fan like I am, where I don't have a pledge, I don't pledge my allegiance to one program over the other. I couldn't be more excited because I just want good quality football. Every Saturday, like in it, by them joining the Big Ten and by Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, it's just more quality football that you're going to get on a week to week basis to consume. So that being said, I like I said, I understand if you're a USC diehard fan, lifelong fan, and, and you're, you're all about the tradition of the Pac-12, I can see why you're upset. But it's inevitable. Money, you can't stop money. You can't stop progress. So the, yeah, the TV, TV TV networks are the ones pulling the strings. Oh, right, yeah. they're the ones with all the yeah. money. They're the ones who want to make this happen. Yeah, because we don't want to watch three weeks of, like, cupcake. And, and maybe the cupcake, cupcake games will still happen, you know, leading oh, up yeah. to this and all that. But, like, there will definitely be better matchups, sure. Um, and then, yeah, we are inevitably heading to just, like, the, the Super Conferences and the SEC and the Big Ten and then whatever else is out there. But really just the only thing I'm concerned about is just make it, make it a 12-team playoff. I, I could give two shits about this whole realignment thing. Exactly. Just make it a 12-team playoff, and I will not care because – you have to have the smaller schools. You have to at least give them some yes. sort of hope. If yes. they, this whole thing is built yes. on the idea that the small schools have hope that they can, you know, like the schools like, I don't know, Oklahoma State, for example, who seems to be like kind of the ones being left out in all this, right? Like schools like that, you they have to have hope. Otherwise, this whole thing's a sham because mm -hmm. otherwise it's just Oklahoma or not Oklahoma. Sorry. Maybe it's Oklahoma. I don't know. But no, <laughs> um, otherwise it's Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and that's it. And that's inevitable. And, and it, it probably still is. At least right. give us hope, man. You know, but yeah, with all this realignment stuff, I don't care. It's gonna right. happen. It's gonna happen. We'll get over it. Or is it? Is it sad that you know the 
you know, the, the days of old are gone and the Big Ten, this and that. And I've been a staunch Big Ten defender, you know, for, for so long now. It's like, yeah, it's it's gone. But at the end of the day, it's this is what progress says you have to move forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it, either you move forward or you get left behind. If you're, if you're, and I'm not, I'm by no means saying that I'm a football purist, but I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough to understand that there is a distinct difference in the style of play that US, USC and UCLA bring to the table versus the Big Ten. So I'm all for it. Just like, just like Oklahoma is going to bring to the SEC. Like, you know, there are SEC teams to a degree that are just kind of air on the side of we're just going to air it out and out, outscore you. But I'm, I'm, pumped to see two different styles of football being brought into the same conference like well and and how great is it going to be to see like a team like usc colors or ucla exactly. colors playing in minnesota that's you know, exactly lady go for looking fine as hell i'm sure but hey. playing in minnesota in the in november in a snowstorm that, that's what gonna i'm be saying great to see. That's you're gonna, gonna you're great. gonna get the four-star quarterback coming out of the pipeline of southern california and he's gonna show up to east lansing fucking snow wind he's gonna be like what in the fuck is this right yeah and it's gonna be great and then on the, on the flip side it's like yeah we're gonna be flying into la and it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be nice and warm and all the michigan state players are like this is great this is awesome yeah and then they're all gonna transfer and it's gonna be like oh <laughs> but that'll be interesting maybe they'll put some like you know kibosh on trans inter interconference transfers and things like that i don't know i don't know so anyways realignment i don't know if, if if that's your jam and you just can't get enough realignment then we probably just aren't the pod for you i think i think you could sum it up i think it's fair to sum it up we we acknowledge we understand why you could be upset like you are you have there's valid reasons to be upset you know if you're a traditionalist like we said i can see it but at the end of the day, if you think you were, if you think that this was not going to happen and the progress wasn't, and like you said, the TV networks were just going to dictate, they're the ones you hit the nail on the head, pulling the strings. They're the ones calling these things up and arranging these meetings and having these talks. Like, it, it's just it it was bound to happen. So you either got to get on board or turn your back on college football, which I don't know how anybody can ever turn their back on college football. So, yeah, is what it is. It is what it is, but you know, with conference realignment, with NIL, like I said, we we really are into the absolute wild, wild west of college football. And you know, these next two or three years, like we might have to see a lot of things fail and break down, and you know, and burn down basically. But like a phoenix from the ashes, uh, and the college football will remain. You know, and and like I said, we'll be here for it. So it's uh, yeah, realignment, whatever, who cares? Um, True. Next, uh, next. This is probably one of the biggest news stories. I think is this the chain discuss. gang? Hey, listen. Where were you when the turnover chain <laughs> was no more? Mario Cristobal. Yeah. My respect for him just went out. Listen, the turnover chain was awesome, and it was it hilarious was. because it was. it was Miami, and like they'd be, they'd be losing, they'd be losing games, like you know 42 to 16 they'd get like a a, a fluke fumble and they're there there they would be on the sideline everyone crowded around and put the turnover chain on i loved it look at oh, yeah. like i thought it was awesome i thought it was hilarious and then all the little spin-offs from all these other little posers we are a pro miami podcast listen oh, we love 100%. miami because they are just the absolute like chaos agent for the NCAA. the the, <laughs> the boundaries that the u will push are like none other, and and like I said, with the turnover chain and how they're like, yeah, it's sixty thousand dollars, and look or however much you know it was, and blah blah blah. Well, now it's gone, and I think honestly, for Mario Cristobal, I think that's the absolute right move. <laughs> it well, and it's it, listen, if you are because like you said, there's a lot of teams that had their own spinoff, the, the turnover chains, and it's either a very small school who doesn't get a lot of TV time, so like, why not just let them have their fun anyways? 
Or it was like, if I remember correctly, like I think Georgia had like the turnover pads with like the spikes on it or some some stupid. There was one. Someone had like a lunch bucket. Like, so like if you're if you're fails. a well oiled program and like you're you're gonna be successful and you can you can have nice things. Go ahead. The problem with Miami having nice things is, like you said, I'm <laughs> like 30, and then like they're over there, you know, jumping up and down, and they're celebrating, and it's like it's kind of distracting from the fact that like, hey, we're still kind of a not a not a full blown joke of a program, but a, a little bit of a joke. So like, let's Mario Cristobal, and and I have this on my six sexy things. He he's coming in, and he's just he's setting the tone right off the bat. Get rid of turnover chain, like. I think this is the breath of air that Miami needed to kind of right the ship. Uh, I understand. Uh, gosh, what was their last coach? Kyle, I'm blanking his name. Sorry. Uh, uh, Manny Diaz. Yes. Manny Diaz. I understand what he did. He was a, let me try to buy into the the, the swagger and the hype of the U and try to revive the the early 2000s U. Didn't, didn't quite capitalize, didn't quite pull it off. So I think Mario understands where they're at. And he's like, listen, we're, we're going to do it 100% my way. No more tomfoolery. Like, if we want to be serious football program, like, we're going to do it seriously. So, RIP, what, did it start 2017 or something? 2018 had a great four I think years. It was 2017. I think it was the Notre Dame game is really when that, like, they played Notre Dame. And I think there was, like, Notre Dame had, like, six turnovers in, like, the first fucking quarter. It was awesome. And then it was funny because, yeah, you had, like, teams like Florida State, for example. They brought out the turnover backpack, right? Just yeah. I, probably to make fun of it and stuff. But never forget, and I hope this never goes away. Oregon State's turnover chainsaw was the yeah. favorite. Yeah, and, and now, yeah, I mean, how would how awesome would it be if somebody forgot to like make it a dummy? Like, like it was a fully functioning chainsaw they just stole from like the equipment room, and then all of a sudden it just goes awry. Not, I guess that would be funny, but I would have laughed. Right. Hey, they they were in pads for a reason. Listen, but um, <laughs> but no, I think I think that's just you know, for Miami, I I think this is a really important thing for them because really yes. what like the swag has to be on the field. You know, the turnover chain is cool, but, like, you get, like, all the people in the bench players, and they're all, like, crowding around. But it's like, listen, you make a turnover, you high-five on the teammates, and then you get on the sideline, and you get ready for the next next series, oh, right? Yeah. Like, yep. that's just, you know, celebrate a little bit, obviously, but right. I think this goes a long way. I want Miami to be good. I do. Like, for me, they're, like, so harmless because even though we did play them last year, which is awesome, we beat them. Um it's just like they're kind of just one of those harmless teams that I enjoy rooting for. I, I kind of have oh, yeah. a team from almost every conference that I just kind of like, yeah, like they're the team. And and they're super fun to root for because when they when it's clicking, they have the athletes and stuff. It's like right. nothing. It's a hype train like none other. So I want them to be good. And I think Cristobal, I think he's doing the right things here and just yep. being like, listen, like enough of this shit. Like, let's just we're here to just ball out in the field. Exactly. Make it happen. Exactly. Make it happen. So um, other than that, the other like big news is uh, Kirby Smart signs a big old extension for like the next uh, hat contract. Yeah. Ten years, one hundred and eleven million dollars. What would you do with one hundred and eleven million dollars? Uh, pay my players to or play pay recruits to come to my school. And that's pretty much what's happening. That, that's essentially what's happening is like you're going to be able to pay your assistants enough money so that they can then pay their recruiting coordinators enough money so that they can just pay the players uh, in these NIL collectives. Like Kirby Smart doesn't need that money. Like, you know, obviously, yeah, more money is awesome. But like that's really where like these big coach contracts, that's what it is. It's not like they okay. just pocket unless you're Coach K. Uh, it's not like you're pocketing this money. Coach K just kept all the money, but like, listen, what, Coach, what Coach K knows his worth. Coach K knows his worth. He, he wasn't getting paid enough. That's of course, he's pocketing that money. He wasn't getting paid enough. 
Yeah. So it's um yeah. So yeah, Kirby Smart, congrats. But no, I mean he deserves it, honestly. Like it's we talked about Georgia leading up to it and Georgia finally did it. They were kind of that death star that was always close but couldn't get over the hump. They got over the hump. And that money is essentially to be like, hey, we want to stay here. <laughs> like we like we absolutely want to stay here versus like a team like Michigan who uh Harbaugh takes pay cuts because he wasn't living up to you know the success and then he finally does it and then everything seems to kind of like fall apart he makes a playoff beats Ohio State and you know look at the opposite there it's like so that that's gonna be interesting it's gonna be really interesting Uh, it's uh and this is this is just us getting old and becoming adults Kyle but when I when I see that like Kirby Smart gets 111 million dollars the first thing I thought of was like do you know how much further 111 million dollars can go in Atlanta Georgia versus like Utah Colorado well, that makes, with, that with makes inflation, five, Michael. Eight. Actually, no, <laughs> gas prices. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Kirby's sweating it at the pump. I'm sure he's just. Oh, he's just counting pennies over there. Poor Kirby. Yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah. No. It, I. Yeah. Exactly. Like the the money in in the South goes. Just, it just means more. Um, other than that, though, there's just a lot of shade being thrown between different coaches, especially like in the Texas area, like okay. TCU and Texas Tech throwing throwing shade at each other. Um, Mac Brown came out. I know Mac Brown's not, you know, he's Texas adjacent, obviously. Oh yeah. But Mac Brown on the NIL before cheaters were cheating, but we could at least threaten them with the NCAA. He says people are said it's not healthy for the game. Well, Kirby, I don't know what to tell you. Or Kirby. <laughs> well, Mac, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, it's it's he and like the top comment on this post is just like Mac, you worked and recruited for Barry Switzer. You have no room to talk about throwing money around. Exactly. And that's what's so funny about all this. It's like they just seem to conveniently forget that a lot of these people worked for like the shadiest coaches of all, no, like yeah. of all time. It's always been a thing. Always. Yeah. So hey, ignorance is bliss, Kyle. That's that's how that's how I keep my my general mood so cheery. And then you're you're tend to be kind of a curmudgeon because you just you're just too too woke, Kyle. Ignorance is bliss. It's all projection. It's just like, you know, it's, it's just, you gaslight them and then you just project right back. You're like, no, we're not doing that. It's them that's doing this. Couldn't, it's couldn't them that's been. doing this. So, <laughs> so that's our news roundup. That's our news roundup. You know, Love it. Yeah. It's, uh, and it will only get sillier from here, I'm sure. So, and then my dog's trying to bark at the door to try to get out. Uh, oh, a lot of Pat Narduzzi stuff as well. I love the Nard dog. Pat Narduzzi, he was an okay. awesome defensive coordinator for Michigan State, one of the best defenses of all time. Um, he's throwing a lot of shade even at Michigan State, you know, and uh, saying that he, they that Pitts, Pittsburgh would run the Big Ten and that they, they would have uh, they would beat Michigan State in the bowl game, which they might have if Kenny Pickett didn't sit out. But Kenny Pickett just doesn't love ball, you know, nope. small hands doesn't love ball. I don't know what to tell you, Pat, but uh, yeah, that was a fun game. <laughs> All right, You're here so we go. <laughs> so, like we said, we have I think about six non-football Saturdays. Yes. Six non-football Saturdays, and I know no one's looking forward to it more than you because you text me about once a week and just say I can't wait for college football. Because it's it, and this is this is what you this is what the podcast is about because we're not excellent experts. We're just we're just connoisseurs of the game as a whole. Because Kyle, there is nothing better than waking up on Saturday morning, cracking that first beer about nine thirty, ten o'clock. And oh, no, okay, game okay, nine thirty. <laughs> listen, you know it's not a hair past eight fifteen when you're cracking that boy. Hey, listen, whenever the college game day music comes on, the beer's already open, buddy. Yeah, it's, that's true. It, it just but listen, it's it's beautiful because even like somebody we walk two different lives, Kyle. I live a luxurious life. I do whatever I want. I go everywhere. I never work. 
and it fits my lifestyle. You have to pay the man every day, slave away, raise a daughter, but you still can enjoy college football because it's right. an all day festivity. It's an all day party for everybody. Everybody gets to enjoy college football, Kyle. Huh? It's wonderful. Right. Yeah. And it's different. And maybe we'll have a pot about that too. It's just how do you consume college football as you grow older and become an adult and have like a family? Um, and this will really be the first season where that's reality because you know, I won't be able to sit and just watch. But like you just have and that's why YouTube's great. I'm telling you. YouTube <laughs> YouTube's been the game changer because there's a lot of games where, you know, I'll miss him, right? Because I, I have to we're out doing other things, right? Uh, which is fine. I'll obviously be keeping track of scores and things like that. But being able to go home, and there's one account specifically, and if you want to follow it um, during football and basketball season, it's the best. It's just called Matthew Loves Ball. He does every single game. And it's like a 30-minute uh, just like highlight, basically. 30-minute little condensed version, Matthew Loves Ball. It's awesome. And then I'm, It's funny because I had to resubscribe, and I'm like, why do I always unsubscribe from this? He does every sport. He does so like I have all these softball highlights on there now. Yeah. I have all these baseball highlights. It's like he does every college. Sounds it sounds like Matthew needs to fucking move out of his parents' basement and get a right. fucking job. Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, so that that's you know maybe, maybe that's something we'll discuss too as we kind of get into the yes. season. I'll, I'll kind of break down like what it's like to to have child and 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 well, try to consume college football still right. on a big scale. Right. Well, and and I'll leave it on this tidbit. I think what it boils down to is football as a whole, both NFL and college, is the is the easiest point of access for anybody who's even not a sports fan. Right. Like like Anna doesn't really care about sports, but if like I had to quiz her on any of the sports, I she could be more knowledgeable in football than anything. And it's always on. It's on every bar. Every Saturday, Sunday, you walk into any bar. It's always on. You're kind of walking around town. Every bar's got it on. So it's. I think because there's so many like correlations to it. I think the colors of the jerseys and the mascots too, right? Like you're able to just kind of you're like even if you just take a quick glance at it and you see purple, okay, that's obviously probably TCU, right? Or you see like blue and gold or whatever. It's like all right, you know that could be. Or you see the mascot and it's like oh, that's Kent State, you know. And and at its core, it's 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 bad because it comes at the the you know the disposal of bodies, but like. We just we love seeing it's like a car wreck, Kyle. Like you just can't look away. Like my mother-in-law swears up and down that she hates football and it's the dumbest sport alive. But as soon as I turn it on, she's just standing over there in the corner watching it, just watching grown men just murder each other. It's just it's a beautiful sport and it's just violence. Everybody loves violence. Well, that's what's gonna be interesting too, because the last few years I like you know I used to love the big hits and all that and stuff, and now you know I watched it at, recently. And I'm just like, oh god, that just. Right. I, like, listen, I played high school football. I'm not, yeah. this is not to brag or anything like that. Because hey, mainly hey, I was ahead, getting my shit, I was getting my shit blown up. And I remember times just getting up and just your head is just oh, fucking yeah. ringing and just oh, being yeah. like, you know, now looking back at it, be like, yeah, that probably wasn't great. And then you see right. it worth going uh, 10 times as fast, 10 times as hard. And then they weren't getting paid at the time. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I feel bad. Like, I, I don't want to watch like these big hits anymore. Now the NILs then out there, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, how what was his nil deal okay he got a, a couple milk cool. so, all right so he shake it off shake it off bud. <laughs> so what you're saying and we'll leave it at this and we'll get into our our six sexy things but what you're saying is if marcus Lattimore had a few million dollars in nil deals before he got his knee exploded against tennessee you would have felt better about it 
Dude, I know. I, I, <laughs> God, he was one of my favorite players to watch, too. He was, he was so, cool. so good. So good. And it was so tragic to see that happen. Yeah. I think he landed on his feet, though, overall. You know, yeah, he, he did like he did like two years for the 49ers, and then they just never really caught on, and then now he got cut. So I'm I sure think he's, he's a, fine now. I know he's doing something positive. Can't remember what it was. But anyways, come on. <laughs> wow. 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 What a, what a no, but like, because the other the, – okay, the, the, the dark side of that is that he didn't do anything positive, and then, you know, it's – I'm just kidding. Much, I'm just kidding. I just yeah. love the oh he's doing some good, some positive, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. So there we go. All right, Michael. Look. Things. I'll let Big Sexy himself break it down. So all right. You, so you just want my six or you just want to rattle them off? We'll I do. rattle we'll rattle one off each, you know, obviously. So yeah, right. but, but you do the honors and get us started here. Sorry, my so dogs. This one, let, this let me one, let the dogs in. Okay. Who let the dogs in? Kyle, 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 yeah. Kyle. Okay, they're gone. All right, all right. All right. fire away. So this one, I'm just going to get this one out of the way. It's a no-brainer here. You're not surprised. It's Texas A&M versus Alabama. And this is <laughs> multiple layers to this because obviously – So the whole so, – so are we ranking this – are these in like um, – like, No, these are like – these, these are just in general. Okay, okay. Six. Because uh, that would be pretty close to the top as far as just games I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, I agree. Right, right. And that's what I mean. Like, so it, on the surface level, it's going to be a great game no matter what. Alabama, Texas A&M, doesn't matter what year you tune in, it's a great game. But – Given the the off the off season drama between old Saban and Jimbo, that adds a little bit to it. But also, I think in the bigger picture, Kyle, this is the year that we're looking at Texas A and M. That that this is the year I feel like they either have to get get over that hump and and win the SEC or at least be competing for the SEC title. Or I, I feel like the the brand might be tarnished a little bit because they've been they've been you know they've been knocking on the door, they've been scratching, they've been clawing. I feel like this is the year they got to do it. They have a lot of good recruits from the last couple of years. Like they should be, they beat Alabama last year. So it's not obviously undoable, but I think that by this point in the season, October 8th, we're probably going to be looking at two undefeated teams going into Tuscaloosa. If Texas A&M could win that game, I think that this would be the crowning achievement and the turning of the tides that Texas A&M has kind of actually arrived on the scene. So I think this game in particular, has so much implication both in this season and moving forward as it stands for Texas A&M. Alabama will always be there, but I do think that this is kind of a defining moment for Jimbo and the mighty Aggies down there. Well, and uh, lest we forget, like, the shots were fired. And the that's shots right, were fired right, like, right across the bow. Right, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, from uh, from both sides. It was, yeah, it was Nick Saban. He was the one who was basically just shit-talking uh, Jimbo and all that, and Jimbo had to come back and, yeah. Well, Not yet. Well, absolutely. You're absolutely well, Nick right. Well, Saban, Nick Saban, and he, I mean, you want to you want to draw parallels here. Nick Saban and Coach K, they're, what happens when an animal gets old and kind of wounded, Kyle? They start getting aggressive. They, you know, right. they feel the doors are closing in. They start shooting off a little bit. I think I think this is probably Nick Saban's, might, maybe not last season, but I think we're looking at the last couple seasons for old Nick. And so I feel like that's why he's getting a little more ornery nowadays. And I and I feel like he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, fighting tooth and nail to push for that one last championship to send him off into the sunset. But I do think Jimbo Fisher is going to be a humongous thorn in his side to achieve that. So October 8th, sit down. I don't care what Lila's got going on. One of your 47,000 friends birthday parties you have to go to up in Eden. Sit down and watch the game, Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's October 8th. So it's in, it's in, um, it's in Alabama. That's kind of like the first, I think, agent of chaos, and, and we'll probably make that a theme later on, of just like, it, that's where the, the, the two paths will split, right? If, if Alabama wins, okay, we're probably in the, the more right. traditional path. Right. But if, if Texas A&M wins, things 
Uh, things could change quite a bit. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, Texas well, A&M also has Miami September 17th. That's going to be fun, right. too. That's right. Well, and, and, I, and I think that when you look at the perspective of the NIL era, it's it's very, very publicly known now because of the beef that happened between old Saban and Jimbo that Texas A&M is not shy about throwing around money. So if Texas A&M could go in and beat Alabama, all of a sudden these recruits who have, you know, those two teams on their docket for their short list of, you know, offers they have, I, I think we might be looking at some people who are going, hmm, like, I, it might be called station for me. So I, I, to your point, I agree with you. The implications for this game moving forward are really big and a lot bigger than some people may think just for one game. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I that, that's going to be – I'm sure game day will be there. I'm sure all that. Oh, I did just yeah. see that um, game day is going to be – I think Pitt, West, Pitt versus West Virginia plays this year. Good old backyard brawl. September 1st. Ooh, God, we're so close. Mm-hmm. So close. Um, Kyle, what is your first sexy thing? Not in particular order. What is your sexy thing – this is going to be, it's it's pretty, uh, it might be considered pretty lame for the most part, but <laughs> it's, I've watched college football for literally, I, I mean, my dad was bringing me to games like before I was even like a cognizant being, um, you know, before I even knew. And there's, it always hits the same type of year, but it's just, it's just that first real fall day of weather, <laughs> especially here because it's hot. Bro, it's what, what hot. Bad pick. That's a stellar pick. What are you talking it's that first day well because it's like it is football related but it's that first day where you walk outside even like if it's like kind of that friday evening is kind of when it hits so that first friday you get out and you're like oh Mm. this is this is like the perfect like maybe long sleeve shirt shorts weather right yeah and you just get out there and you're like oh we're here we've made it we fucking made it and then there's like really like a month and a half long window and then it's just cold but is that that first day of fall that everyone feels at the same time everyone kind of gets out and stretches and just like all right, like the sweat's over. Like yes. we've made it again. Oh, it's just the best feeling. And then, and then that coincides with turning on the TV and hearing the college football game day theme or the SEC on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, it, right. And that's uh, and you just have the door open, the windows open. It just feels great. Hey, listen, my fat AC's ass. not blasting. Oh, exactly. My fat ass can only think of it's the changing of cuisines because now, like. Br- yeah. Bring on the pigs in a blanket. Bring on the you know all the heavy decadent the quesos. Right, because like, oh. right because you're like when you head to that long sleeve. Long sleeves are great for concealing kind of like oh, yeah. the dad bod, right? The man boobs, a little oh. bit boy. You know how that is. Like little pocket, the pocket <laughs> long sleeve tee. Like the long sleeve is perfect for that. So now it's like, cool. I can eat and just not really care. I mean, that's basically what I've been doing. Spoiler alert. That's how dad life is. You just want to just eat all the time. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely for me. It's the weather that it's that first oh, yeah. day where it's like, oh fucking finally! Like you're looking because I'm I, I'm a fiend for the weather app. Oh yeah. Um, like today, for example, today's kind of a, a breaking. You know, it's been 100 degrees for kind of like the last like two three weeks, pretty much. Um, today's the last day of 100 degrees, and then it's it gets up to 99. So I mean, it's right there. Oh. But it's only slowly starting to go down a little bit, and that's how I know it's like God, we're, we're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. You know. Yes. No, that's the God, that was a fabulous pick because I the 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 long sleeve and or a hoodie, whatever your whatever your vice is with the jersey over the top, not yeah. only does that help conceal more fucking pudge, but it's just it's just it feels good. It just feels good. It's a good yeah. feeling outfit. Yeah, and you see everyone else too, like, you know, we're we're about a week or two away from going to the grocery store and you see people with, with college football hats oh, or the college yeah. hats on. Yeah, multiple times. Both of us actually have tried to approach people. Yeah, you know, I've hit people hey, with the go green. green in the grocery store, and the guy's like, 
Oh yeah, this is my roommate shirt. I'm just like, well, <laughs> what are you doing wearing your roommate's fucking? Anyways, yeah. So yeah, sometimes so, it, in so Utah funny. just doesn't hit. In in no. the Midwest, you know, the places like that, that's where that hits. Well, and it's it's hilarious because I threw on the old the old Joe Burrow LSU jersey for that uh, beer pong tournament. You know, knocking on the door of thirty, still doing beer pong tournaments. Grow up, Adam. Uh, but I wore the Joe Burrow jersey out to just a random bar, and this dude from like across the bar runs up to me, like like I could see him cutting through the crowd. Runs up, <laughs> he's like, oh dude, like I love LSU. Rolls up his sleeve, fucking giant LSU tattoo right across his shoulder, and I'm like, oh my god, like, like these it, it just does mean more for the SEC. Like I'm in Golden, Colorado, and I got homeboy over here, freaking cutting his way through the bar to come yell at me about LSU. Oh, I love it. But yeah, so that was my first sexy pick. So. All right. Right. Well, damn, Kyle, you got actual sexy picks. Now I feel kind of foolish for putting so much thought into these. Because uh, my second sexy pick is uh, it big. It was a, it was a big year for the Pac-12 last year, and I'm I'm excited to see what the dynamic unfolds for the old Pac-12 this year. Like, does Utah defend title? Is USC? I I don't think USC is going to be nearly as good as people say they're going to be. I just think that's there's too many chemistry problems, and you're just throwing a bunch of shit together and hoping that it works. But I could be wrong. But as a whole, I'm, I'm interested to see how the Pac-12 dynamic works. Utah, defending title. USC, by all accounts, very good. Oregon still hanging up there in the Northwest. Always a very good, solid team. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to watch the Pac-12 this year. I think that's the first year for me personally to be kind of excited for the Pac-12 in like a long time. Because sure. I feel like it's been a long time since there's been kind of like an interesting dynamic within the conference. Right. Well, USC has to be back for the Pac-12 to be a thing. Yes. And it's funny because now USC is leaving, and maybe even Oregon's leaving. Right. And yeah, no, and I agree. And, and especially for Utah, the big, you know, a big year for our boy Cam Rising. We love Cam on this thick podcast. Um, our thick boy. And yeah, that is going to be interesting. And so, and just kind of parlay off that, like one of my sexy things was just going to be the, it's going to be the USC Oklahoma just like kind of the love fest between yes. for the media because you everyone's gonna be watching each right like oh, every yeah. step that Oklahoma takes oh well, let's see what Lincoln Riley's doing yep. at USC if, yep. if they stumble at all you know especially at USC which we root against USC here oh yeah um it's gonna be great to see and and with Brent Venables going to Oklahoma and just kind of the changes there all the turmoil um you know they're still in a pretty winnable conference and things like that it just that that's one of my sexy things it's just looking forward to just kind of that comparison every single day that passes is going to be the USC Oklahoma. What are these two trajectories? You know, who made the right move? Was this the right move? Did Lincoln Riley jump ship too early? What's Caleb Williams doing? Should he have left all that? Right. Yep. So uh, I'm yep. absolutely here for it, especially with those two schools, because they're, now they're so oddly connected, you know, and even o OU and USC, they have a history of playing the national title game. Right. So yep. there's even just more of a, like a weird, connection uh, connected fiber between the two that's really what i'm looking forward to um you know we're hoping sooners i like i i want the sooners obviously to, well, to yeah. still do well especially in spite of usc that's really what i want yeah. um but yeah that that's kind of my second yeah. one as well. sooner nation but fuck the trojans v v down for vussies but yep yeah. so that's I'm, I'm just excited to watch pac-12 like i said it's been a while since i've been me personally been intrigued by what's going on on the west coast so i you know what i will have to stay sober for after dark and actually watch these games this year kyle yep yeah i like it i like it. hey that's what the the old medical medicinals for i'm telling you uh, it's not medicinal best. here brother it's just right. another another business right all right so what's your third, third uh, sexy, my third sexy thing? We, we kind of already talked about it earlier so this will, this will be a short little blip on the radar on the sexy radar but uh still mario crystal ball's first year oh yeah 
yep. ACC, it's it's wide open. Clemson is probably still going to run the table. They they kind of rebuilt and re reloaded. But I I think if you if you're looking at it from a realistic timeline, I think this season, next season, you probably got to give him a little bit of a leash to kind of figure things out and kind of get his his administration put together. But I'm interested to see how his first year goes here because there was a lot of winnable games last year with that roster. I know there's obviously moving pieces and there's new players, but I think Mario Cristobal at the helm, and again, no disrespect to Manny Diaz, but Mario Cristobal at the helm probably win at least one, if not two or three of those games that they were close in last year. So I'm pretty pumped to see how Miami looks this year under the Cristobal regime. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, you know we root for Miami here, like we said before. And I think what Miami has this season that like is just so different than previous seasons is there's just absolutely no uncertainty at quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke is fucking awesome right. he's going to be on every all these different draft boards right. and things like that like he's awesome super fun to watch the kids has got that dog in him as we like to got say a, got a dog. um and just to kind of see how it is like you know because I think we like Manny but it, every time the camera would pan to Manny Diaz it would just be him kind of the glum look on his face sweating profusely most- you know but not even really saying anything to oh, the players it'd just gosh. be kind of him just like just seeing like oh fuck how am I gonna fuck this up yes. uh Chris Paul ain't about that he's gonna yeah. be up in people's faces he's gonna be getting oh, yeah. people going um and I I'm ready to see kind of like not it, it's gonna sound weird there might be connotations but I'm just ready to kind of see like a clean cut Miami where it's just like yep. It's just football, but they don't do themselves any favors in the off season with all this NIL shenanigans and, and their fucking donor who's just going right. crazy. Um, and so can they shut out the noise? I don't know. That's going right. to be interesting. It's well, and, and I think, I think you make a very valid point there where it's, it's Miami in the years past feels like they, they had like, like they were putting forth an artificial swagger, but like their play wasn't like dictating that swagger. If we could flip that around, like if you could play a really good ball and then kind of have swagger to accompany it on the coattails, I feel like that's a better recipe for success than the, the turnover chains and the you always proclaiming to be back and all this other crap. Like, but Mario, like clean house a little bit, like get the chain out, you know, instill your your style of coaching. And then if you're good, like if, if you're if you're playing competitive games and you're competing and you're not playing sloppy with football then by all means, you know, I have all the swagger you want. Like I, we, like we said before, we want Miami to be back more than anybody on this planet besides daddy fat stacks. Like I, I would love for Miami <laughs> to be back. I don't think Brandon likes Miami. I think he just likes gambling at this point. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's always one of those things. I'm always like, oh, Brandon, like tough, tough loss by me. And, oh, I, don't, I don't care. I just do a 16 leg parlay. Hey, hey they, co- they covered plus four and a half. Right, and and you know, but hey, that's that's the beauty of gambling. So I, I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hating. That's a lot of green on that man's bankroll. I'm telling you. I'll have I'll have a nice little uh, honorable mention. But my next one, this is gonna be great too. Uh, you know, a little bit more off off the wall. I like th- this. Will be good balance. I'm telling you. But um, let me tell you, the TV network, most of them, the cameras and quality and things like that have just overall improved. But yep. the the people behind the camera really are the artists here, because uh, they're just able to find. Like the perfect shots of just like students going oh, off the wall or the weird yeah. signs and things like that. But yes. the, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, the very fitting of this podcast, it's the first horns down of the season. Oh, <laughs> the first horns down of the season, because 
like especially with how everything correlates with Twitter and things like that. The first one is down oh, that gets up. Boy. We clip it, we ship it, we retweet, and it's just oh. out there. Like that's how you know that like nature's healing, college football's back. Oh, it's the God. first horns down of the season is, it, and, and like there's a lot that goes into that because there's other like it's just really the cameramen, like I said, the ones who are finding oh, yeah. the there's weird trends every year, right? Of just like oh, things yeah. that just keep happening, uh, oh, yeah. you know, on live television, and like the cameramen are able to find it. I think you even have an honorable mention about cameramen finding things hey. on crap. <laughs> uh, uncle, uncle, uncle Brett, Uncle Brett, we'll right. never forget. So, so, but that that's really what it is. Like I said, the thing I'm looking for the most. <laughs> Um, is the first horns down of the season? Kyle, listen, listen. The first, the first horns down of the season. We just, we just got to make T-shirts. Name, image, pod T-shirts with the, with the screenshot of the first horns down of the oh, season. God, you might be right, dude. Oh my uh, God, man. I would, I'd wear. It. Kyle, imagine, imagine they would have to, they would have to call in Salt Lake PD if we were wearing horns down T-shirts at that jazz game that we got yeah. into it with the the Jordan Spieth knockoffs. Like they would have had to call it. the plot. <laughs> Jordan Spieth, yes, yeah, no. So that, that's what I'm looking forward to, and that that's a great God, idea. That's a it's good just one. that first one that gets that's clipped and gets one. shipped. Man, it's um, I'm ready for it. But like I said, there's, because there's tons of things like that that the cameras catch, and nothing goes unseen anymore. And the beautiful thing about this entire situation is, like, if the Texas fan base wouldn't have been such crybabies about it, this right. probably would have fizzled out. Like, it, like the horns down wouldn't have become the phenomenon that it is if they kind of just would have, uh, like, left it unacknowledged. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you don't make it a big deal, it doesn't become a nationwide phenomenon. Because now, Kyle, you don't have any skin in the game one way or the other, but you just hate Texas enough to just keep throwing horns down at people. It's because of our Oklahoma listeners. And that's, I just want you to know that you guys have had lasting impact on me. I didn't know right. I needed the horns down life until until you know i interacted with them and now i know that it's just i'm all about it so because in today's times kyle everybody needs at least one common enemy and right that it's it's the burnt orange fucking losers down in austin everybody has needs a common enemy and we have it and there's nothing more glorious than just throwing it. the horns down at people love it all right so i think we're on that's was that two? So now are we on? Or no, was yeah. that three? That was well, we kind of, we kind of, we. I think we, I think we doubled up on the. Uh, that was our third one. That was the third. Yeah, one. yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. The third one. Okay, so uh, fourth one. God, damn, I put way too much thought in this because you're coming up with like just like circumstantial bangers, and I got like actual like like big Jake things here. But uh, fourth, fourth one. Shout out Big Red Nation. I've, I don't have any ill will towards Big Red, but I am interested to see how they build off of last year. Oh, yeah, Nebraska. And it's funny that you say build because they're building off literally like ashes on the ground. Well, but, but, but now they were close. Last they year, were close. They, last year, listen, last year Nebraska was playing Fortnite on build mode. They were building and it was just getting torn down because it, like they were so close. <laughs> In every game, almost beat Oklahoma. Oh, I have a pull up right here. Let me let me just sounds give you like us playing fall, guys. It's got it's, just so it's, close, just so close. So here it is. Here it is. L against Oklahoma, sixteen to twenty-three. Lose to Michigan State in overtime by three points. And then right, and that was a, a punt return for a touchdown with like two minutes left because we were dead in the water. I, I was like, "Yep, we've lost this. This is exactly. this sucks." Dead in the and then, water and a punt return for a touchdown. And then they lose to Michigan. 29-32. They lose to Ohio State 17-26. They lose to Wisconsin 28-35. And then they finish by losing Iowa 21-28. I know that it, it, to you, according to the book of Skip, that Michigan State is the most heartbreaking you know, team to root for. But just last season alone, if you're a Nebraska fan, I, like I have nothing but thoughts and prayers for you because you're within striking range. One score of beating one, two, three, four, five, six, seven top right. 25 programs. 
Right. Oh. And so, and that's oh. what's interesting because you know, it's funny. Of course, I bring back Michigan State. Michigan State had that same type of year. I believe it was, it, in it, 2000, it was in 2012. Same type of year where it's just like, we were there, we were there, we were there. Our quarterback was horrible. It was Andrew Maxwell at the time, I believe. But it was just like every single game we were there and our defense was so good and we were holding it up and then we just fuck it up, right? We right. just couldn't right. get it done. Um, but then the following year, we turned those wins into or losses into wins and we went to the freaking Rose Bowl or whatever it was. I can't remember the exact timeline, but it was one of those seasons, right? And so Nebraska has that option as well where if they can just – turn those two, three, four losing plays into wins. Yes. Scott Frost is is saved, and maybe that's kind of the start of the new oh, era. But um, it's it's going to be interesting to see because I think they have some tests early on. Let me uh, – Yeah, uh, no, I, got it. I got it right here. I'll pull it up. But uh, no, but, but you're exactly right. It's like it's – you know, we don't – you know, there's no, there's no moral victories, obviously. We only want winners. But that being said – there's a lot there's a lot of promise to walk away from last season with and if if they can capitalize and, and I'm not keen to what they were doing in the transfer portal and what their what their recruit you know look like for this year but if they can if they can capitalize this year I think Nebraska is on the verge and I'm not saying that they're gonna be a playoff team in the next couple of years by any means but I think you're looking at a very competitive team coming out of Lincoln so here it is Kyle so start the season off September 3rd and September 10th, they're playing North Dakota and Georgia Southern, respectfully. Not North Dakota State. They're not playing the Bisons. They're playing <sighs> okay. the mighty the mighty Fighting Eagles or whatever the fuck that team is up there. But September 17th, at home in Memorial Stadium, Oklahoma again. Okay. So, okay. redemption. Time for redemption, Kyle. That, that really is like convergent paths. That, that's it. You know, if they that's win it. that, then... Yeah, I think because here's can. here's what happens. So if they if they go if they go off that, so they're at home against Oklahoma. After that, they are homecoming game at home against Indiana, another very winnable game. Then they go on the road to Rutgers and then Purdue. Again, very winnable games. The, those that you shouldn't you shouldn't lo- Purdue Purdue always puts up a fight because Purdue, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell, man, that kid is just un. Unreal. I know, I know. God. And then so you go, so then you go home, Illinois, and the Minnesota. Minnesota those are. Toss-ups. I mean, it's again. It just depends what version of Nebraska is showing up. But then November twelfth, they're marching into Ann Arbor, Michigan, to play the Mighty Wolverines. So, yeah. I mean, it, you got a nice little break before you got to catch Michigan. I mean, Illinois and Minnesota aren't necessarily breaks, but you get you get some winnable games. But then you finish out the season at Michigan, at home Wisconsin, at Iowa. That's a little <sighs> bit of a gauntlet. It's a little, I, little you, I think you have to you have to obviously qualify not only qualify for a bowl game but you have to win the bowl game in yes. my opinion for Scott yep. Frost to stay. Oof. Yep. I mean it's just you just don't know. It's just tough man. It's just I really I, I think I season. think Oklahoma week 3 is going to be the key indicator for the rest of the season. Like if they come out and they, yeah, at they least look good. At least look good. Right. It, it, like I'm, I'm not even asking for a win, but if you can come out, make it competitive, take that game down to the nitty gritty. And then if you lose, obviously you want to win them all, but whatever, if you lose and you look good, I think that, that, that keeps the momentum going. But if you come out and you know, Oklahoma just boat races you 56 to like 21, I think it's you, you, you just said it two seconds ago, you put a nail in, you know, the coffin of Scott Frost, and then probably kind of just keep moving on. So it'll be an interesting year for Nebraska. It's one of those teams that are, they're not on necessarily anybody's radar. If you're, unless you're a big red fan, but I think it'll be an interesting, an interesting season nonetheless, just to see how they play out. Given last year, they were on the doorstep of so many victories against so many quality opponents. So 
the right, watch the hot, yeah the hot seat coach teams are are going to be interesting yes. and it's funny i can't really even think of all i know there's obviously others but um yeah i mean nebraska is the one that comes front and center for me to just know you know what what's going to happen what's you know so see oh, oh boy okay so this hey, is crushing it by the way i mean <laughs> two bangers right out of the gate oh yeah um, you know, now I got a few now that I'm just really, uh, I mean, I get, okay. For me, really an easy one is going to be just that first really big kind of NIL, just kind of debacle or snafu, right. <laughs> or like something that happens. Cause I just have a feeling either a kid's going to hold out. Like one of these transfer kids is like, they're just going to hold out or they're just going to kind of stop playing after a couple games if things aren't going the right way. But it's just kind of that first big one that just like kind of catches everyone off guard. Just be like, okay, uh oh, like we didn't, we didn't, you know, we didn't right. account for this, right. um, you know, excuse the amount of money that's going around. But it's just it really, it's just the NIL conversation as a whole that's just going to be brought up, I'm sure, every game. And it's probably going to be really annoying and things like that. But it's really just the first one where it, it goes off the rails midseason, is really what I'm looking forward right. to. Um, you got. Cause not even just like the program, like obviously it's probably twofold. The program will kind of go off or the coach will get fired or something that happens here and there. Um, but it's one that's specifically tied to NIL and players get a player getting paid or not getting paid. Um, that kind of derails a season and, and we just get to watch the train wreck happen from there. And it's which team, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure that out, but uh, which team it happens to, I just don't know. Um, but uh, it's going to be fun. Sounds like, sounds like the early front runners, old Addison over at USC. Right. I mean that that's what money at eye on for sure. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think we got our, our a little a little zasparilla of of this uh, the NIL debacle that you're wanting and hoping for with uh, DJ Ungo Ulele. Right. Because uh, remember last year he was like on every Dr Pepper commercial for the season. He was in the Dr <laughs> Pepper like big kickoff show, and then he just he fell flat on his face. Uh, but no, I, I'm cop. Listen, I, I don't, I don't hope for anybody's failure, but for the sake of just good content, I'm with you, buddy. I do, I want to see the first drama queen get all bent out of shape because of, you know, NIL and playing time, whatever it may be. I just want to see the first conundrum because that's, that's how we're going to push the, the ball forward for reformation in the NIL landscape, Kyle. We need somebody to fuck it up. Right, and DJ did come out and say that, and I think because they played like the cheese at bowl or whatever bowl game it was, that he was he was the heaviest he's ever been. But now he's in the best shape of his life. It, we're definitely in that in that season where it's the yeah. uh, I'm in the best shape of my life season. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the, weird. He was sponsored by Dr Pepper, and he wasn't in the best shape of his life. <laughs> right. Oh. Yep. So, but yeah, that that's mine. That's that's my so I think that's my fifth one. How how have we lost track of six? Well, because because we got we we kind of doubled up on the. I don't know if you still have the the Pac-12 one on your your list because I, I do. Yeah, okay. yes. So so far, yeah. Just to, just to recap, because because we're heading to your sixth. No, um, my fifth. How have we fucked this up so bad? Because you went first. <laughs> I got. Well, did Bama, Texas A&M, Pac-12 dynamic, Mario Cristobal's first year, Nebraska, and then I'm on my fifth. Okay. And so for me, it's been the first, uh, Saturday, or first fall day, first fall day. And then I doubled up, I think, with you on the it's on the USC Oklahoma yep. dynamic yep. horns down. Yep. Um, and then the NIL conundrum. So you're on number five. 
Okay, I want number five as well. Yeah, so this is your fifth. I am now my fifth. Let me don't let me do the thinking, Kyle. We'll be. (laughs) I didn't sleep. I haven't slept much at all the last like two. I know. I know. That's what. Listen, we got it. Uh, so number five for me, and this is this is a this is a subtle sneaky sexy because when I say it, you're gonna be like, well, that's not the sexiest. But in the in the landscape of if we're gonna reform the playoff structure or not, I'm interested to see if Cincinnati can crack the college football playoff again because they they did it last year. They they checked all the boxes. They did everything that was asked of them, and we kind of had to shoe them in. So can they one do it again this year? Which they get they get Arkansas right out of the gate. So this may be over before it even started. But once you get past Arkansas, they have a very very winnable undefeated schedule. I mean, after Arkansas, we're talking Indiana is probably one of the tougher teams you're going to play. UCF maybe, but. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Like, can they, can they repeat and go back? I don't think they're going to do anything once they go to the playoff, but I think it puts the playoff committee in an interesting, you know, kind of twist their arm a little bit because we know that they hate putting them in there because we know they're not going to produce, but they do everything they're asked of. So it's, can they, can they win all the games they're supposed to? Can they win out? And then can they get back to the playoff again? That's, that's something I want to keep an eye on this year. I like it. I like it. Uh, mine's kind of an interesting one just because it's, uh, you know, I saw it a lot, especially at the University of Michigan, because it happens every single freaking season. But it's a September Heisman conversation. <laughs> it's that, like, it's it's just kind of that that player that has, like, you know, they play a bunch of cupcake, cupcake. Oh, my God. Cupcake is a word for me for some reason I just can't say properly when, when we're doing this podcast. But especially if you just want to look at our, our friends down at Ann Arbor. Uh, they have like the easiest non-conference schedule mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It's UConn, Colorado State, Hawaii, and those are like three teams that are like at the bottom. Like, like not even like oh these are just bad teams. Like they are at the absolute <laughs> bottom. They also have like eight home games this year, which is un- that shouldn't be allowed. You should be allowed at eight <laughs> home games. So, anyways, but it, it's um like I said, I always bring up Michigan because they it was the Denard Robinson one for so long, right? But. It's a, or uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, it was a Texas A&M. It was Kenny Trill. I don't remember what his last name was, but it was post Manziel. It was the quarterback that came in. It was Kenny. Oh, fuck. I can't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> but there's always the guy who comes out in September, has like two or three season, two or three really in, you know, incredible games against really shit teams. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, September Heisman. Here we go. You know, it's, it's, it's the anointing of the, the Heisman way too early and i love it because you you know it's just gonna you know 99 percent of the time they just fall right on their face and then it's a receiver oh, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the year or something crazy like that but it, overall it's september heisman but it's a heisman discussion i do love it it's it's such a fun weird yes. conversation to have um <clears throat> and yes. i yeah I, I love the breakdown of it all but especially in september it's the funniest man because you get people comparing stats oh, yeah. oh he did this against this team he shouldn't be ranked higher where's Where's this guy? He he put up these numbers and see, yeah, he plays for Fresno oh, State. Yeah. Oh, like, what <laughs> well, and that and that's the fun part about it because you'll always see the to your point, like Michigan opening up against the three softest teams that they could possibly find. You always they'll always throw up those graphics where it's like, oh, they're, oh, they're they're average yards per game through the first three games, and it's like somebody will be throwing for like you know, 400 and something yards a game. And then they'll get into their conference schedule and the, the graph just takes a steep dive and they're throwing for like 175, 200 yards a game. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do enjoy the September eyes. God, Kyle, you were just fucking killing the sexy six. I listen, I've been molded by college. Football. I have so much like just it's stupid correlations with college football that yeah, it's, it is what it is. I indicated, I like literally, I 
the fondest memories I have from our entire time at Mesa wasn't even going to Mesa football games. It was just watching college football all day on TV. Like, it, yes. and the only time we ever got sunlight was when Heath would look over in a drunk stupor. Football. But yeah, I do. I certainly do, Kyle or Heath, whoever whoever's asking. I do. Well, All right. Oh, fuck, Kyle. Well, this last one isn't sexy to you, but it's sexy to somebody I know. Uh, I I do enjoy, and it's a guilty pleasure of mine because I am a Sparty at heart on behalf of you, but Ohio State is fucking good this year, and I am looking forward to just the Ohio State and the inevitable reclamation of the Big Ten title and just Big Ten dominance because they are fucking loaded again. Right. Well, and and oh god, and talk about Heisman's. I mean, you you have you have probably three Stroud. potential Heisman's, maybe even four, because you have C.J. Stroud, you have Smith uh, and Jigba, you have I know Marvin Harrison Jr.'s a fucking stud. And then you have Trevion oh, yeah. Henderson. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, like out of all like the the Death Star teams that like you know people love to hate with OSU, Bama, Georgia. For me, I like I'll, I'll pull for OSU out of any of them just because for, you know Big Ten and things like that. But right. it's just like I enjoy the way they play. Like I just don't enjoy watching the way Georgia right. and Bama play because it's no. just like you're just no. physically dominating them. Whereas OSU is like, no, you're you're stunting on them big time. Like you're yeah. you're catching crazy passes on their head. Yeah, no, it's, it's, the OSU juggernaut absolutely. I think that's a, a great pick of just being like, like what is possible for an offense to accomplish. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. I'm I commandeering this, but you know, you, you piqued my interest there big time. Well, it, but but and it, it, it's so like the 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 broad the broad spectrum view is is just them as a whole watching the season because they're gonna be a very good team. But on a more you know the, like a smaller, more condensed scale, I just it's and you said it. Watching them when when Ohio State is like clicking, it, it's pro, it's arguably some of the funnest football to ever watch. Period, because it's just bomb after bomb or CJ Shroud takes off like a 75 yard scramble. And it's, it's just like when Ohio state's just, and I don't, I don't want it to be at the, you know, the mercy of, or I don't want it to, you know, come at the dismay of Michigan state or anything like that, but any other team, like it will, I just yeah. want them to hang 65 points on them. And it's just so much fun to watch. It's the big new kickoff. It's just the whole theatrics and we get Notre Dame. We get Notre Dame right out of the gate. Like uh, nothing is right. gonna, Kyle. I hope to, I'm gonna take the alternative spread on uh, some sports book that'll allow it. I want Ohio State by 24 and a half minimum. Like they're, I just want them to absolutely murder Notre Dame the first game out. Yeah, no, you're right. I 7:30 p.m. on ABC in Columbus, Ohio. How do we not? How do they not win by at least 25? And it is in Columbus. It's not neutral site. Oh, it's in Columbus. I see. I love that. I love that big time. I'll leave it at this, but your point about Michigan having eight home games. Here's Ohio State starts off. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And then they go on the road in October. Yeah, it's nuts. But yeah, trust me. OSU, and they've always kind of done that. But yeah, it's it's Michigan for sure that that is the the big. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Oh, God, like, what do I want? See, I, it's tough because it's like, what do I want my last one to be? And I have you know, maybe even a few, like, honorable mentions. But for me, like, week zero is always kind of interesting, you know, because yeah. it, it just doesn't really quite feel like it. But it's Beth Moens, like, And, yes! and those, who, those who know Big Ten know Beth Moens because it's the first voice that you hear because you leave it on college game day. That, yep. that mascot helmet goes on. Everyone goes crazy. It zooms out. They see the crowd and be like, yeah, we'll see you later, blah, blah, blah. And then it's Beth Moens 
Colin, Northwestern versus Illinois for some reason. They're playing in week zero, and it's just, it's the start, and you're ready. And that's when the beer cracks open, and you just say, yep, there it is. Beth Mowens, I, I hear you. And as a Michigan State fan, especially back in the day, that she used to call Michigan State games like crazy because we were terrible. Um, she's great. She does it, and it's just her voice. There's just something about it that resonates with, like, it's the start oh, of yeah. football because um, especially that first game of the day, if it's not Michigan State on or anything like that, I'm watching whatever Big Ten game is on. Um, if I if I have the time to do it and it's, it's always her and that's how it knows. And it's just like one of those uh, Pavlov's dog theory. You just start, you know, salivating a little bit uh, and it's on. It's on. It's ready. And, uh, you know, that's how I know that the season really has begun is the first Beth Moen's uh, noon. <laughs> I mean, here it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock oh. and college football game. Dude, she is. She is so. She's. She's good. Like I. I. But she's. She's just a staple of it. Like you know, right. Like you know, it's like it's funny because you can tell like reading comments like the people who aren't used to her and things like that and be like, oh, why is she talking like that? It's like that's just Beth Moments. Like she's been here forever. Like you know, good for her. It's hard. Yeah. It, it's. It's hard. It's, yeah. It's, it's, as, as two people who actually did this in college or tried to, not yeah. very well. It's so hard to do, man. Oh. And uh, she's just done it. And she's done well, it. And it's like, hey, message board warrior, like, it, it, why do people like Gus Johnson? Because he he has the the theatrical voice that he just every every play could be a whole a lot of people hate Johnson. on Gus Johnson too. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I he sometimes he's over the top. I think we we passed the Gus Johnson prime era for sure. But I also think uh, I he's one of the best man. I love it. I love it. It's just. Listen, no, actually, I will, okay. I will, uh, I will allow the Gus Johnson hatred to a degree, but let me paint you a quick picture, Kyle. If you're in a bar and you're watching a game and Gus Johnson is doing the game and they have the audio on, there's no better environment because you could be eat, you, you know knuckled deep in a chicken wing and then all of a sudden somebody throws a three-yard pass and Gus Johnson makes it sound like it's a 75-yard go route and it's just the best. But yeah, can, I always end up – well, the bars I always end up in are the ones that just don't have the sound on. I just hate that all the time. So it's like one of the bars just has to have it on. So um, You were saying. Okay, honorable mentions, right? Honorable uh, I have a few just real quick, uh, and this is kind of the same conversation as the Beth Mowens one. It's our boy Robert Griffin the third because he's just <laughs> he's just such a goofball when he's doing these fucking games, and just some of the things he says. It's funny because I'm, I'm like actually you know that is kind of clever, like you know it's it's just so cornball, just stupid. Uh, it's it's the it's going to be the first RG three kind of viral clip that goes out there of the season of just oh, saying yeah. something just like. So funny and just so dumb because he does it with such enthusiasm and just with uh, he's like giggling and it's just like, God, I love it. So um, the first RG3 viral clip is probably one of mine. And then probably my second, my last one uh, that I'm really looking forward to and it's just going to kind of coincide with all the content, college football content I'm going to be consuming it's the Manti Teo documentary that's coming out. Oh, that's fair. That is fair. That's gonna be yep. a good one. That's gonna be, gonna be a good one. Uh, speaking of college football content, you can consume though, Kyle. And I know it's it's Ole Miss, and you you really don't care for the SEC, but they do do a pretty, I love Ole Miss. Hard, love they do they do a good hard knock style like documentary series on YouTube. It's yes. pretty good. It's pretty right. good. Right. Okay. That and that's another honorable mention. There, it's all the content that YouTube like because every program <laughs> has like a good YouTube or video team now. And they put it all on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Hot. It's still kind of hot. It's like the week leading up to its training camp, this and that. It's like the all access. So that's good to know. Okay. I'll subscribe to that because uh, Dude, 
they got a good one. Has it started yet? Like, are are they doing well, it now or is it? So not I'm I'm watching the one from last season. I'm watching the last season's like hard knock style one. They may have already started like the like the spring training one for this season. I just haven't seen it yet. But I've been watching like the last season's one. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean that with or like you know, even hard knocks for the NFL. Like when that starts, I'd say no, we're we're right there. Well, um, yeah, and then. And then, okay, this is my final, final one, and I hope it, I hope it, it. happens. It. This, is, this is a confusing one. I don't know, but it's my final one. But it's going to be the first trailer for the new NCAA football game because they oh! have to do it. They have to do it at some have point to. during the season. Have, have to, to. Uh, right? It's just at least something. Just even like a three-second clip of nothing. I don't care. Just give me something just to let me know it's real. Listen, all I'm, all I'm asking is uh, the bare minimum, like, and it's not going to happen. Just just make NC Dubs 14 backwards compatible. Like, just, I don't yeah. even care if we get a new game. Just give, me, just give me backwards compatibility. in dynasty mode, that's all you need. Just give me that. Well, well Road to Glory. I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotta, I got to have Road to Glory. Don't make it Madden. Please, God, just don't make it Madden. Oh, no, what a no. shit game. I hate it. Um, the only honorable mentions I had, and they both kind of go together, but I didn't want to include them because all we do is kind of jerk off game day. But I am looking forward to the signs just get more clever and clever every year. There's always really good signs at the game oh, yeah. day. I, I do enjoy just the good quality, just nice PG, but good, good kind of backhanded, you know, comments on the game day. And then because it, just like our boy Saban and coach K, but to a much further extent, Lee Corso's time is, is probably going to be coming to an end here shortly on game day. That sounded drastic. He's dying, not dying, but like he's going to retire. I do. I will. I will soak up all the Lee Corso uh, mascot heads I can, in, while I can, because that is. I feel like that's coming to an end soon. I like it. I like it. Well, there it is, folks. Your hey, six Kyle, sexy hey, things. I'll, I'll, I'll give. I'll give you a crap. I love doing lists. I love doing lists. Absolutely. Hey, we'll put it. We'll put it. Hey, type something up real quick. And just let's or like in the notes app. You can list them all and just do your one tweet of the month. I'll be forever oh, grateful. Shut the fuck. Notes up. app, and then we'll leave it to the people. <laughs> we'll uh, to I people. can, I can make it. I can make it. I can make it. Dude, I'm not even. Gonna, I'll put it up because you're asking me to, and it's good content. But I'm not. There's no. Com- there's no question who fucking won this one. You, you took it from a much sexier standpoint than I did. I thought we. I was looking at it through the scope of like storylines, but yours, yours fucking crushes it. I mean, number one right off the top, first fall day. I mean, that's a that's a fucking winner on its own. Right, but hey, you know, we'll have we got a few more weeks. We'll, it, we'll, we'll do more lists. I love doing lists. I love doing lists. So I'll do yeah. lists all the time. Grocery lists, grocery right. lists, 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 football lists. lists. I'll do it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So there it is. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, we're happy to be back. This felt good. I feel good about this now. I feel energized. Uh, this has been Name Image Podcast, and it's been a fun one. Um, like, review, subscribe, share with a friend. You know, we're going to get – as we get closer, we're just going to be more ramped up and more really college football-related stuff because I'm sure NIL stuff specifically will die down a little bit or just kind of take a back seat. But um, we'll do more lists. I love doing lists. Uh, this is all I could do. We should just be naming them as lists, and I do just list things, and I'll be happy with that too. But um, like, review, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at name image pod, please, and we'll 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 be better about it. And I know I say that every week, but maybe we finally will. But uh, Michael, is there anything else? Anything else? Uh, no, no. Hey, Chick Fil A, gonna have a great Friday. So you know what? Just everybody have a blessed weekend. All right. Go out, do something fun. Kyle, I know it's probably too hot in Utah. I don't know why the fuck it gets so hot in Utah, but if you can, just go do just, just don't let Lila eat grass anymore. Okay? Just don't she don't do that. Grass, eating grass. Yeah, she she ain't. Hey, hey, or, or, or is that football guy? Yeah. 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 Ye
She, right. She's doing a smile thing. She's just eating a little bit of grass. She's trying to get a taste for the field. I like it. I like it. She's ready. She can feel it as well. So, well, this has been another production of Name Every Podcast. We love you guys. And uh, we'll hopefully be back next week. I don't know if we'll take these week gaps anymore or anything like that. But hopefully next week we'll be back. So, peace. Love you. We know skill. Mm-hmm. Skip, I know skill. Like that, skill. Anything else you want to know about me, skill? Mm-hmm.